Hello, I'm Eric Douglas, a partner here with Family Wealth Planning Partners, here to give you the June stock market commentary on behalf of our firm. I have three main bullet points that I want to discuss today. Number one, uh, the recent jobs report that came out uh, and what some of those numbers are indicating to us. We, of course, will talk about inflation. Uh, that's the hot topic uh, of the day, actually really of the last few months, so to speak. Uh, and of course, I do want to touch on one other thing real quick that I think is, is not really much of anything today, but certainly could become something over the next, uh, probably over the next six months to a year. And that's the recent global corporate tax that was uh, proposed at the recent G7 summit and is actually going to the G20 summit uh, here in the next, uh, next couple of months. Uh, so first, let's start with the jobs report. It was a little bit of a mixed bag of results. Uh, one economist I saw actually called it a Rorschach test, as a matter of fact, because he said depending upon, every, everybody can see something different depending upon the way that they look at it. So uh, the economy actually added about 559,000 jobs. However, that was actually well below the estimates that were out there of about 671,000. So at that rate, it would actually take about a year to fully recover from 2020's job losses. On the other hand, however, job growth did actually accelerate in the month of May. Uh, new payrolls also doubled uh, from the month of April as well. So those are good things. However, on the bad side, the labor force actually shrank by about 53,000. That's actually fueling speculation that there is indeed a little bit of a labor shortage. Uh, so the workforce participation rate has remained flat since last summer. Um, we've seen, we are seeing continuing extended unemployment benefits. When you combine that with recent inflation, meaning business actually, businesses actually need to pay more to attract workers, uh, even into lower level positions. Um, I, I think a combination of these factors is probably really at fault for uh, the lower than expected uh, workforce participation rate. Um, so we do see 25 states that are actually ending their participation in the enhanced federal unemployment benefits prior to the month of September. So over the summer, we'll see 25 states withdraw from that. Uh, we do think that uh, that should be a little bit of a boost um, that should help uh, to encourage um, more labor participation over the summer. We'll see how much that helps to increase labor participation. We think all of that combined with historically high um, furloughed workers uh, expecting to go back to work hopefully here in the near future uh, combined with childcare duties as there are still actually a number of restrictions on some of those facilities throughout the country as some of those uh, uh, restrictions uh, begin to dissipate and childcare becomes less of an issue. Um, you know, hopefully some of these factors will lead to a greater increase in the labor participation rate. Um, let's move on to inflation. Now on the inflation side, the latest CPI, the latest consumer price index, shows inflation actually closing in on about 5% so far this year. That's actually a 13 year high. Uh, inflation has not been that high since about July of 2008, um, so 13 years ago. Um, so with, a sudden, with such a sudden spike this year, it is actually expected to taper off a little bit over the summer, we think. Um, inflation actually sank last year during COVID uh, quite a bit. You know, everyone was at home, people weren't spending as much money, um, so the demand actually shrank quite a bit. So we did see inflation shrink or, or, or sink quite a bit last year. Um, we think that actually suppressed the tr true rate of inflation last year, and so I think we're just catching up a little bit. <laughs> we think the reverse is set to happen is because infl inflation has increased so quickly 
we, we hopefully think it will subside over the next few months. Um, we think it's just, when, when you think about a pendulum, right, we think it probably swung from one direction too far to the other direction, and hopefully it will settle somewhere in the middle um, over the next few months. So um, the, the question is how much inflation will subside. Um, even if it does subside quite a bit, we are easily on pace to exceed about 3% inflation for the year and that's well over the typical cost of living adjustments especially the cost of living adjustments for things like uh, social security as well as just basic wage increases uh, throughout the labor market so that could actually continue to put pressure on consumers if the inflation rate does finish the year that high um, Right now, we think consumers are a little bit more tolerant of inflation because things are getting fully open, <laughs> um, really for the first time in the past year and a half, which is a fantastic thing, of course. Um, they're getting out and about quite a bit more than they have over the last year. Uh, but of course, as excess savings and stimulus checks begin to run out, we will see how tolerant consumers continue to be of increased inflation, uh, we think, relatively quickly. So hopefully it will subside over the next few months. Definitely something we'll keep an eye out on. Um, I do want to touch on the G7 corporate global tax that was proposed. Um, like I said, I, I don't think it's much of anything right now, but it is definitely something to keep an eye on. So the Group of Seven, which is a collection of the richest countries in the world, um, think the U.S., Britain, France, Italy, Germany, Canada, etc. Um, the, the collective finance ministers for those respective countries collectively agreed to a global tax reform. Basically, the goal is to stop the race to the bottom on global corporate taxation. So essentially, they're trying to create a floor, so to speak. Uh, they want to create a, a floor for a global tax rate to kind of reduce. Um, well, the German finance minister was actually quoted as saying, you know, a potential deal was bad news for tax havens around the world. That's essentially what they are trying to do is um, eliminate the uh, ability or eliminate or reduce competition, so to speak. So there aren't certain countries out there that, you know, have zero or extremely low corporate tax rates uh, that are putting pressure on other countries to keep their tax rates low as well. Uh, they're basically trying to create a unified corporate tax floor, um, so to speak. Like I said, these are very preliminary discussions. The framework of the deal is being taken to the G20. So if the G7 is the, you know, seven of the richest countries, then we we'll go to the G20. It's a little bit of a bigger, broader coalition of nations. Of course, here in America, any deal that does pass would actually have to go through Congress as well um, here in America. So just to say, even if there is agreement globally, that does not necessarily automatically mean that there will be uh, legislation passed here in America to cooperate um, with, with any agreement that happens on the global level. Something to keep an eye on in the coming months. We're not super worried about it as of today, but once again, that is potentially something that could have ramifications throughout the economy and of course the stock market as a whole. So we will definitely keep an eye on it as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Stock Market Commentary for the month of June. Once again, I'm Eric Douglas with Family Wealth Planning Partners. Uh, if you'd like to schedule a meeting with us to chat about this or any other topics, uh, please feel free to schedule a meeting here on our website. Uh, we look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you. The information given herein is taken from sources at IFP Advisors, LLC, doing businesses independent financial partners, IFP, IFP Securities, doing businesses, IFP, 
and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only, and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC, investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities LLC doing business as IFP and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.